welcome everybody. This is again the U.S. Gray Sports Podcast. This is the place that you've been looking for, and thank God you found it. I'm Doug Barry, along with my good friend, Father Richard Heilman. We've got a phenomenal guest on tonight. Going to really hit you from a different angle about the reality that the diabolical is everywhere. So we want to be prepared to deal with that. But of course, everything starts with prayer. Father, I let sure. you take. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Saint Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our def- Fence against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Hosts, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you very much, Father. Again, I always want to thank all of those out there who have been such amazing supporters and friends of the U.S. Grace Force. The numbers have continued to grow. Thank God. Please click the subscription button. Join this on the YouTube version. Of course, we have it on the audio platforms as well. Check this out. Share it with others. We're always trying to reach as many hearts and souls as possible, especially in these times. Things are clearly pretty volatile in many ways. There's a lot of hope, but there's a lot there's a lot out there that we need to be engaged in. And so please share the word about the U.S. Grace Force. Don't forget also to go on out to the U.S. Grace Force official gear page, check out some of our materials, great way to support us, get yourself a great t-shirt, sweatshirt, hoodie, a lot of fun, and also a great way to share the message with others. And a special thank you to everybody who supports us through the Patreon program. There's a link in the description below. You can check that out if you like. You are a phenomenal help to us in keeping this message on, on, on edge and getting it out there as far as possible. So thank you all the Patreon members. Father, I remember when you told me that we had access to this guest, this this uh, attorney, and I know there's that running joke about, uh, well, I won't get into the attorney jokes. I know, <laughs> Joe, you've probably heard a million of them. Uh, we just know that St. Thomas More, one of the greatest saints in the last 500 years or so, was a lawyer, thank God, and he knew how to stand his ground. And it sounds like that's what you're in the thick of right now. But Father, I'll let you introduce our guest. I know you've gotten to know Joe a little better and uh, just real excited to have him on tonight. Yeah, so Joe, uh, we're just getting to know each other. It's it's amazing. You're you're incredible. But uh, I have a very good friend who's a reporter, and uh, he hooked me up with you, and and uh, here we are. And uh, you you just have a tremendous background. Uh, you're involved in a lot of things that we've been talking about here on the U.S. Grace Force, and I think a lot of good patriots, a lot of devout Catholics are are talking about too. And we're just so excited to have you on, Joe. Um, could you give us just a little bit of background of, you know, what you're doing? And I know one thing, Joe just went, uh, moved down to Florida for uh, a little hiatus. So a well-deserved hiatus. I'm so jealous you're down there. Uh, but, uh, you just got down there today and you're going to spend a few weeks there. But, uh, anyway, uh, can you give us a little background on yourself, Joe? Sure. Um, I am a practicing Catholic and a civil rights and criminal defense attorney I'm out of New York City. Uh, my faith is an integral part of, of what I do in terms of my practice of law. Uh, I became a lawyer because my brother Anthony was wrongfully convicted of a crime that he did not commit uh, in response to that. Um, you know, I said, hey, I can't let my brother go to jail for 15 years for something he didn't do. So uh, I dropped what I was doing, sold my end of a business, uh, and uh, I went to college and did law school to become a lawyer to try to get my brother out. Uh, my brother did 10 years, and it took me 10 years to become a lawyer. Unfortunately, um, I did not, uh, I was not able to get him out in time. Having said that, uh, it is why I became a lawyer, and it is often why I take on cases or casework that have to do with clients and or defendants who are being unfairly prosecuted, unfairly targeted uh, by the uh, United States or various states' governments. I am intimately involved in the January 6th litigation that is ongoing right now. Uh, these defendants, um, most of them without criminal records, all went to the United States Capitol on January 6th of 2021. Most of them were not violent. Those who were violent were, were violent in response to witnessing other people getting beat or defending themselves. To make a long story short, they should all be out. They should all be home, uh, enjoying the, the presumption of innocence and fighting the cases um, while they're at home, praying with their families and going to mass or, or going to their Protestant churches. 
and they're not. Uh, most of them have been locked up for uh, a year now, some of them for 10 months, 11 months in solitary confinement under very, very horrible, horrible conditions. The government has ta has targeted them and is doing this to them because they are right-leaning Republicans. They are, by and large, all Christian, and, and they are, by and large, uh, white. Um, and because of this, they are being targeted. They are being abused. Uh, they are being beaten and starved and, and denied medical care on a regular basis. And we're doing our best to raise awareness in the public sphere, on the news, and in court. And, um, you know, we're, we're really, really relying on the Christian community, in particular the Catholic community, for um, all the prayers and all the rosaries that we could possibly get going in our direction because we are actively engaged in combat against uh, the army of Lucifer right now. Yeah. And But for, um, you know, the church and Our Lady and, and, and our Lord Jesus Christ, uh, you know, we're, we're going to be up the creek without a paddle if we don't get some divine intervention quick. You've been doing a really good job, uh, Joe, getting the word out everywhere. In fact, uh, we were talking about the, before the show started, and you were telling us where you've been going to try to get that word out. Um, I, I know a lot of our listeners um, watch a lot of the places that you've been, but I, I think they'd be interested to know some of the places that you're really trying to get the word out. And can you help us uh, with you know letting us know what, what are some of the places that you've been on recently to try to get that word out sure so i'm a regular on uh, on one american news and uh typically uh, on john hines's show on, on one american news uh on newsmax uh i've appeared on greg kelly numerous times his show uh, chris salcedo some other people dan ball on one american news and then of course uh i've been on Tucker Carlson a number of times, and I was uh, featured on his Patriot Purge documentary in episode three. Um, I was there with my client, uh, Richard Barnett, who's famously had his feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk. And um, so, you know, we, we're making the rounds in the news. Epoch Times covers our work. Uh, Joy Hennyman over there. And uh, a bunch of other uh, news outlets, uh, for better or, or worse, we're, we're covered. My work is covered on a regular basis. Um, we have uh, some significant support from, from some people and some real staunch um, opposition uh, from, from the left, for, for sure. But, um, uh, you know, the news has been covering us, uh, international news as well. Russia, Amsterdam, uh, Australia, even places in Africa have covered my work. It's it's really it's humbling when you when you think about the scope of it and how far um, these matters and my and my work has reached. Uh, you know, thank thanks be to God who's in control of all things for that. Yeah, I'm curious, Joe. Uh, you talk about the January sixth, uh, you know, uh, situation there at the Capitol. Um, it, you know, ju kind of juxtaposing that against what happened with the BLM riots. What's your take on the way both sides have been treated? I mean, we know we've had the vice president was actually involved. Kamala Harris was actually involved in, in helping to raise money to bail out some of the BLM rioters. And that, that was pretty cold, pretty blunt, clear violence. I mean, a lot yeah. of people died. Uh, cop cars, you know, destroyed, burned out. Uh, buildings burned down. Precinct burned down. In, uh, in Minneapolis. I mean, so much more. I've shops closed and boarded up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, all, yeah, all over the place. Shops. So how do, you, how do you look at that when you see the way they're being treated overall and generally and how uh, those at the Capitol building on January 6th are being treated? So um, it's a great question. And it's a two-tiered justice system. Uh, if you are a member of the militant and Marxist left, you get a pass. You get a pass because Marxism has infiltrated um, every level of our government, not only Marxism, uh, communism as well. Um, it has infiltrated the highest levels of American uh, government, of, of American corporations. Uh, these infiltrators are not loyal to the United States of America. They are loyal to an international conglomerate of corporations and, 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 and uh, other groups that have nothing to do with our country that, in fact, want to see our country crumble because uh, American, freedom-loving Americans who love God and who love the Constitution and who love their country are a direct threat and are very much standing in the way of their one world agenda. So when you see, uh, which are essentially militarized Marxist groups like Antifa and Black Lives Matter, 
in the streets, burning, looting, bashing, suppressing speech from the other side, they get a pass. But if uh, one group of people have a protest that go out, that go sideways uh, on one day, they get the gulag. Um, it is purposeful. It is not a coincidence. Uh, you know, before January 6th, there were 50 or so, or 51 previous Stop the Steal protests in 2020, and every one of them were peaceful. The protests at the Ellipse on January 6th, where President Trump spoke, was peaceful. And then the protests that were supposed to take place at the, at the Capitol, um, they were not peaceful. So you have, to, you have to ask yourself, hey, if there's 50-something previous protests, they're all peaceful, and this one goes sideways, well, what the heck happened there? And why was everybody, why was everybody arrested? Why was grandma and grandpa from Wisconsin and Joe and Sue from Florida and Mikey from California and Ricky from Texas, why were they all arrested when they have no criminal records? Some of these people have never even been to a protest before, but they felt such disdain about what, what, what intuitively they knew what happened the, at, at the election. So they said, listen, we're going to go and we're going to have our voices heard. And if the other side can go have their voices heard and burn down half of a city or occupy swaths of entire cities like they did in Portland uh, in Seattle, we should be able to go there for a day and have and, and have our moment in time. Um, but uh, that that is not so. They were set up. Uh, they were caught up in this massive dragnet. And now they're being targeted and they're being persecuted. So as to send a message that if anybody else from this side of the right. aisle, from this side, steps up, we're going to yep. lock you up the same way that, that the Soviets did. The chilling effect, right? That's right, Father. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I, I uh, before my, I give you my next question here, I just want <clears throat> I want everybody to understand this is amazing because we sit out here on the peripheries, if you will, and we are called conspiracy theorists and we feel we know what, what was going on. And we have as a, as a guest right here who is in the very marrow of what's going on and sees clearly what's going on and is giving us, um, you know, his, his, his view of, of what is going on. And it matches identically what us out here on the peripheries have suspected known uh, for since January 6th about all this. But Joe... Um, I, I remember just after January 6th, somebody reached out to me and he was a local person and he had gone to the rally. And uh, we had a show uh, shortly after that. And I, I shared at that time what he said, and I'm going to share it now, is that um, they, they marched to the Capitol. It was intended to be peaceful, but there were actors that were, and he, he described it this way, that were giving these Braveheart speeches to get everybody um, you know, inspired to go into the, into the Capitol. And I remember too seeing, uh, and he was suspicious about these guys, but I even remember uh, Tucker's, I've seen it, him show it a couple times of one person. I'm not going to name his name right now because I'm not sure I'm appropriate to do that. But uh, when he was do doing his Braveheart speech that we saw on video, the, the chant was fed, 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 because everybody knew that this guy was, more than likely tied to the Fed, and and uh, they were on to him. And this guy, when he shared his story, when when they were there, he went with a buddy, and the buddy turned to him and says, "Okay, let's go in." And he says, "Wait a minute, you can't go in." You know, he he understood, but his buddy uh, got caught up in the frenzy, and um, and the, these Braveheart speeches to get everybody to go in. Um, Joe, uh, this just seems to me like. Uh, those who were instigating, who were who were inspiring, <clears throat> weren't MAGA people, but were 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 other bad actors. Is there um, any any anything to what I'm saying there? That's father, uh, absolutely true. There, there, we know for a fact that there were agent provocateurs on the ground that day. We don't know if they belong to the FBI, if they belong to the CIA. We don't know if they're private contractors. We don't know if they are um, people who were who belong to groups that were cut deals or or, or the government uh, held something over their head. So uh, the government, you know, they did they did the government's bidding uh, that day. The United States government, in particular, the FBI, has a story history of infiltrating political movements in this country. 
And, and when they do it, they circumvent uh, the constitutional rights of the members of the group because they think that the ends justify the means. Uh, if you look at the, uh, the FBI's coin, coin, cointel program from a long time ago, they were infiltrating the KKK and the Black Panthers. You're like, okay, you're infiltrating the KKK and the Black Panthers. Who really cares about those people? They're wrong. But if they were still Americans, they still had rights and it wasn't the right thing to do. And what I'm getting at is there's a long history of, of them doing it uh, here. Now, also, there is, um, if you look at every pro-Trump protest or stop and steal protest in 2019, 2020, Antifa uh, showed up to every one of those protests. Conveniently, uh, Antifa was not, did not show up on January 6th. Uh, why is that? Because there was no crowd counter protest because Antifa showed up in MAGA gear that day and right. they were in the crowd. They blended into the crowd and you see people in the crowd who, who people, other protesters are saying, hey, you're not one of us. You're clearly Antifa. We don't say F the police. We don't say burn this right. thing down. We don't, we, don't, we don't walk like that. We don't talk like that. You're right. obviously a member of, of another group. You're here for nevarious purposes and we're, we're, we're going to get the, the, the brunt of the blame for it. Um, multiple members from Antifa were, 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 have been identified there. The vast majority of them have gotten slapped on the wrist or have barely been charged. But anybody else who was actually there for a pro-Trump purpose um, has been charged and is facing a significant amount of time. And there are, without question, multiple people, not only uh, people just like Ray Epps, like who, you, who you're talking about, there are also multiple other people there on the ground who are le leading teams of people. They're using hand signals, they're using communication devices, they're moving in, in, in a military fashion, and they're clearly not mom and pop protesters, right? They're clearly there for, for another reason. And these are the kinds of tactics, tactics that you see in color revolutions all, all, all over the world. And the United States goes into Egypt, the United States goes into Libya, wherever it is, and they destabilize the region, they, they infiltrate these protests, they sow discord, uh, distrust, and they get uh, the government to fall, they topple a dictatorship, they topple a regime, and they put um, who, somebody who's approved by the West in. This is something that we've been doing for a very long time, but now it's happening here to us. Uh, and it, it's a very, very scary time for sure. Joe, I, I mean, you've been in this thick of this in the beginning, and you were talking about, at the very beginning about some of these um, January 6th people who were at the, at the Capitol are is still in jail, a lot of them. A lot have been in, in uh, solitary confinement. They've been mistreated. They've been denied medical treatment and so forth for different reasons. Um, not all of them, if I understand, actually even went into the Capitol. So we've had people that were arrested that didn't even go in. Is that correct? I mean, were they, they were just outside. Some weren't even necessarily even in the fray of any kind of real violence. Is that, is that accurate? Some of them, yeah, you know, look, a lot of things happen that day. If, if there's a concert and, and you get into a pushing match with, with, with a cop, you shouldn't be in jail for 10 years for that. Mm. Uh, you shouldn't be in jail pre-trial for a year for that. It's, it's ridiculous. Um, these things are being used as a pretext to, to lock these people down and to abuse them because they're being scapegoated the same way it's that Hitler scapegoated the Jews and the same way that, that other dictators scapegoat uh, a, a, a specific group of the population. It is being done here. Make no mistake about it. Um, it is one of them. It is the most un-American thing I've ever seen in my life. It is, this is the first time in the history of the United States of America where the political party who is in power is actively hunting down members of the opposition party for political dissidents. They're hunting people down, they're jailing them, they're keeping them uh, incarcerated in complete violation of, of, of their rights to due process simply because uh, they can. Um, and when you scapegoat people, when you say, oh, you're just a Trump supporter or you're an insurrectionist, right? Look, no one was charged with insurrection. No one. But why were they using the term insurrection? In insurrectionist. They were using the term insurrectionist to devalue the person, to reduce them from being a, a human to subhuman. When you reduce somebody from human to subhuman, then it's okay to not treat them like a human. When you reduce a baby life in the womb to a, a fetus that, that, that is, a, you know, a term of science, it's a lot easier to kill that than to kill uh, a baby in the womb, mm -hmm. right? So when you reduce uh, human life down to something that's less, less than human life, uh, then you reduce that person down to somebody who's less than somebody who's been made in the image and the likeness of God. And when you're able to do that, right, then it's very, it, it, what comes after that is never good. 
Um, that's why we need to work very hard against the dehumanization of any group uh, in, in, in the world or in America, but it's happening now and it's happening specifically to, uh, to right-leaning Christians in this country. And if uh, people do not speak up now, if people do not pray now, if people do not band together now to fight against this, um, all will be lost because what he's going after is number one, uh, it's freedom of speech. It's, it's, it's all the amendments in the Constitution. And the number two, it's going to be the church and it's going to be daily, the daily sacrifice of the mass. Uh, Satan has a plan. And this is his plan, and he needs to clean house, and he needs to move things around on his chessboard in order for him to, to, to make his next moves. And this is precisely what is happening now. The fate of our republic, uh, the way that our country moves forward, is going to be determined on how these cases turn out. Um, and we're, you know, uh, we're, we are in a, a lot of need. We need prayer. We need prayer. We need, we, we need help because no matter how good the lawyers are here, the judges are not being fair to us. And if, if we don't have some help from above now, um, I do have very, very serious concerns about, about what could be next. Yeah. I, I, um, I think, I, you know, so much of the videos that we watched about that, you saw Capitol Hill security, you know, almost like inviting them inside and it, they, they seemed relaxed in, in, in a lot of the videos. And I went, that makes sense because, you know, th th these are the patriots. They, they didn't have any concern about that. And I, I want to equate that image with an image I saw the, uh, the week after the election, November 3rd election. And that was us going up to the Capitol in Madison. And we had been praying and we were, we, we, we were uh, planning on walking and praying around the Capitol then. And what were they doing the week after the election? Taking the boards off of the windows. Now, why is that significant? Because Trump didn't win. So they weren't concerned any longer that people were going to riot and, and, and uh, burn down and destroy because uh, the, the ones that lost weren't the violent ones. Mm. You, you see what I'm saying there? And, and everybody just knows this. So does the security at our, at our capital in Madison. And uh, so it, all of this is just, it's, it's obvious, but, but what we're dealing with and the, the title of us is the, dia, the, the show today is the diabolical is everywhere. Well, you know, where we're talking about, um, you know, we're talking about influencers and right now the diabolical is, is the influencers, Hollywood media, TV, big, big uh, tech, uh, uh, universities, uh, they're all influencing us in this uh, communist direction, but I call it even an anti-God direction. It's, it's like if God wants us to do uh, X, then we're going to do Y or Z. You know, we're, we're going to do the opposite of what God wants us to do. And, and the way I've been seeing the, the reason for that mostly is, is pride. That comes from the Garden of Eden. You know, hey, you know, you, you, you'll become your own gods. It's going to be awesome. And, and uh, you, you'll be able to dictate what's right and wrong, right? Uh, and so a guy can walk into a little girl's bathroom because we know better. We, we've, uh, we, you know, we know better than you deplorables, right? And, and so this is what we're dealing with right now. And literally, literally, Joe, right? The diabolical is everywhere right now. It's Isaiah 5, right? Woe, woe unto you who call good evil and call, and call evil good. Yeah. And um, <laughs> the world is upside down. Upside down. And, and uh, it, it is diabolical for sure. Uh, I, you know, I feel in my heart that uh, Catholics... In particular, we've been given so much as a group of people. We've been given the church and the sacraments and, and, and our, our Blessed Mother. And we have so many paths to God. And we've been given so much. And we've done, as a group, we've done so little with it for so long. And, you know, I, I, I'm from New York City. It, it's, it's originally a very Catholic place. And um, it, it's, it's now a pagan place. Many, most Catholics who I know... Um, they call themselves Catholics, but they're Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi Catholics. They believe right. in that, that sacrificing the unborn is, is, is okay, that, um, you know, uh, 
marriage should be changed within the church as well, that love is love and all this other stuff. And right. look, um, we, I, I, I feel in my gut that, that, that God is, look, we, we didn't, we didn't learn after 9-11. We didn't learn after 9-11. We, 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 got, we got attacked by 9-11 in front, in, front, in front of the whole world. And, and uh, the country didn't repent as a whole. Um, Catholics didn't repent as a whole. People didn't come flocking back to Mass and, and the rosaries and all these things. And, and now here we are again. And I fear that the punishment that comes next um, is, is going to be significant if, if we don't do something now. And, if we don't and, do something now, right? now and yeah. you know look abortion is it's 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 baal worship it's moloch worship planned parenthood right. it's baal and moloch worship i mean you know they they, they displayed the archer ball in dc in 2018 i mean without getting too much into this stuff you know pope francis puts a pachamama up on the thing i mean what is happening i don't i know i don't understand it but hey can i interject real quick about Please, uh that sorry, archer I'm ball gonna, i'm just yeah, gonna go uh, off um, it was it was so fascinating that that Archibald was put up the week before we were scheduled to go out to DC. Now, when you ask for a place for us to, and this was a prayer campaign on the national mall. When you ask for a place they give you, whatever is available, it can be any number of places there. And I was praying. I said, Holy cow, that's happening a week before we're going to be there. I pray God that they have given us a place near where they planted that Archibald. Uh, the other thing that happened too is that I wanted an exorcist to come and join us and he couldn't, he had another engagement. He calls me up the week before and goes, are you gonna be in Washington on this date? He, I said, yeah. He says, I'm gonna be at, the par at a parish in Washington. I didn't realize that. So we had an exorcist there, Joe, the week after and we landed on the exact spot where the Archibald was planted by the grace of God. And we had hundreds of people out there praying. And uh, this is, we call this the National Rosary Rally. And the exorcist was with us and he brought a bunch of um, relics as well, but he did uh, an exorcism of place. And he goes, I said, did you do it? I, we were whispering off to the side because he, he can't do it publicly, he can do it privately. And uh, he says, yeah, I did it twice just to make sure. So, gotcha. but uh, yeah, then I end up going to an awards evening and uh, I was somebody, they were giving me an award and the other person they had there was Rabbi Jonathan Kahn. He was getting an award too. And wow, he was the great. one alert, alerting yeah. everybody about the Archibald. Yeah. So I great. went to the awards thing and I sitting at a table with him and said, by the way, we were just there with an exorcist and we, we dropped blessed salt and uh, epiphany, holy water everywhere. And. So, but you know, that's the grace of God. But, but what that was, was a collection of very, very strong, devout Catholics. And uh, I, I do believe I'm, I'm that hopeful person, you know, and I, I do believe that if we can get strong and, and that's what I think has happened in the last two years, we were so like an abused parent, right? And uh, over the last two years, and Satan just waltzed in, and he just no no counter anything uh he just came in and just took control over the last two years and uh and and the lesson we learned is that we were weak you know we were vulnerable and we let him uh walk in walk in we got to get strong when we and that means that we got to get we got to get uh, we have, uh, right now I'm telling people get physically strong because we're going to work on our spiritual lives and I don't want you sluggish but we're working on that. But Lent is going to be amazing. We are going to get so strong during Lent. Uh, we're really looking forward to that. We're going to announce that uh, actually on the Feast of the Presentation, everything, all our plans for Lent. But, but right now, Joe, I don't know if you know, but we have this Grace Force and we have, uh, we're over 76,000 people have enlisted in the Grace Force. And everybody, anybody can go. You can find out on list at uh, usgraceforce.com if you want to join us too. But this is a collection of people that are, that are saying, not in my house, you know, we, we, and so we learn the art of spiritual warfare and we do these spiritual warfare campaigns and it's amazing what happens. And God show us, he's, he confirms these prayers. It's amazing. Um, and so I'm very hopeful. I am, but, uh, but we got, we got a battle on our hands. 
you said the diabolical is everywhere, Joe. Um, and I know I've talked with someone about DC. He said Satanism is everywhere. It's just everywhere. Um, is that your sense of, uh, as well of what's going on in, in Washington? Oh, absolutely. It, 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 is, it is everywhere. Um, and it's, um, it's a particular brand of, of Satanism. Well, Satanism is always very anti-Catholic and very right. anti-Christ, right? It's because we're spirit. the greatest threat. Exactly. We, right. are, we, we are far none the, the, great, the greatest threat. There's no question about right. it. But it's it's uh it's aggressive in in, in DC. It is yeah. it is it's aggressive in New York City too. Yeah, it, it is it is. That's where married. the Archibald was before DC. The year, right. I think it was and, the year before. Yep. And they did the thing on the Empire State Building, but with, with, with oh the yeah, with the tongue and everything. Well. Yeah, yeah, the goddess, the goddess of destruction. Why would you? Yep. Look, he's making his moves, but we know in the end that the people of God win. Right, we we yeah. know that there's there, there's no doubt there's no doubt about it. Is it satanic in, in D.C.? Is it satanic in, in the U.S. government right now? Yes, but it's also satanic in the music industry. It's yeah. also satanic in in the banking industry, media. Um, media. Look, he's he's you know in some respect the god of this world. All right, and uh, we we know that, and we knew that we know that if we belong to the world, the world will love us as its own. But because we belong to the to him, the world hates us. Can we but please stop he, having Super Bowl halftime shows that are satanic themed? Oh man, I mean, they're bad. come on! They, you know they, it's everywhere. They're bad. They're bad. They're bad, Father. Um, yeah. You know, we were talking a little bit beforehand. And I mentioned that uh, I work with some, you know, Catholic lawyers, and we've, we've gone. We kind of just, I don't know. We've all just coalesced uh, during this January sixth thing, and uh, we pray. We've consecrated ourselves to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, to the Sacred Heart of Jesus, to the Holy Family for the times that we live in, St. Michael the Archangel, St. Thomas More. We pray, we try to cover each other uh, in prayers, remember each other at communion. Um, but I really, I, I would ask for, um, for an outpouring of prayer for, from your viewers as, as well. Um, Joe, it's, uh, you got it. We're, we're, we'll figure this out, how we can get actually laser focused on this with our 76,000 and growing. Okay. We'll figure that out because you need it. You're, you're, you're right in, you're at the tip of the spear. And, yeah. uh, and so we got to have your, you've got to have your six uh, with yeah. our, with our, with our prayer. Uh, so you got it. We'll figure this out how we can, uh, how we can uh, actually formally pray, pray for you guys. You. Joe, how many, how many attorneys are working with the January 6th, um, people that have been arrested like how many of you are involved like ballparkish and, no, and how many no. how many individuals have actually been arrested and are being are being tried or, or indicted on this uh right now there's somewhere around 700 people who've been arrested wow uh, you know most of them have been indicted this is the biggest investigation and biggest prosecution in the history of the department of justice so wrap that wrap your head around that 9-11 the mafia the Kennedy assassination. I mean, you know, this is the mm -hmm. biggest uh, investigation by a long shot. Uh, and because it's the biggest investigation, it has the biggest sort of uh, corresponding budget and an army of, of prosecutors. Um, the problem is, is that uh, lots of the people, uh, because they're middle sort of middle to lower class Americans, they don't have a lot of debt. They don't have savings. Um, they have medical bills. They have children. Um, they don't have these sort of this this war chest is this, this they're not rich so they are represented by uh by public defenders and a lot of these public defenders and i i, I started my career as a public defender they're, they're really to the left they're marxist they're communist they show they show up with you know my black lives matter i voted for for biden i love kamala harris i um i i i i'm outwardly letting you know that i do not approve of who you are and because of that, uh, I think that you should take a plea in this case, and I'm not going to fight for you. So a lot of these guys are in that situation. So we have, you know, uh, we have these crowdfunding mechanisms and these crowdfunding uh, organizations like Patriot Freedom Project, where we get people to go to and to give so we can get them private lawyers, lawyers who will sort of pick up uh, the charge and actually go to battle for them. Because the vast majority of these people are not represented by adequate counsel. Um I have a team around me and there are a few other teams of lawyers out there, but there's probably less than 
20 of us that are actually probably less than it's probably around 10 of us who are actually going the bat in the way that this should happen and when you think about that 10 of us we have say five cases each that's about 50 cases right uh you know and there's 700 of these cases that's 650 people out there who aren't being adequately represented it is a travesty and these people are going to be served up um if they, if, if they can't get help uh and, and that that is um that is that is the God's honest truth about that situation. It's terrible. We'll we'll put the link up uh, for where people can go to donate to, to that, and you know every 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 little bit counts. So if everybody could just put a few dollars up, but if we have uh, any listeners with means, I hope this inspires you because this is a very very noble and necessary cause right now because this is just a travesty what's going on. Can you imagine? I mean, a lot of these people are from the Midwest, and like you say, they don't have money and and, the, and, you know, some of them are being beaten up in these jails and uh, it's, it's just, it's, how can we sit by and not, and not do anything about this? Well, and, and Joe, I'm, I mean, the thing that I, I find so concerning about all this is the direction this is going, you know, and, and how long has this been unfolding like this? I mean, we knew that, that when, when President Trump was in office, he, he was running into roadblock after roadblock, you know, uh, especially out there in D.C., but how long has this really been unfolding? No, question one and question two, where do you see this going? I mean, realistically, without some real serious divine intervention, which we all need to be underneath praying. We talk a lot about that on, on Grace Horse here, um, stepping up with the rosaries and the sacrificing and the fasting and so forth. But where, how long has this been happening? How bad is it really getting? Where do you think this goes? been happening for for a long time uh traditionally the uh united states government would unfairly prosecute uh black and latino men in this country that's a real thing it happened to them for a long time a lot of people turned a blind eye to it um now um it is happening toward uh another group and that group is largely uh white christian republican men um they are the target uh there is no there, there is no doubt about it you have to look at this holistically um, so when you look at the modern university system, um, it is Marxist, it is communist, it is anti-Christian. Um, if you are a Christian or a Catholic, um, and you're outspoken, uh, against, uh, you know, about your views, uh, in most colleges, um, your grades will suffer, you will suffer, you're taught from early on that, you know, if you move to the left, um, it's going to be better for you in terms of your academics, in terms of your, your future going forward. That stuff translates to, uh, to the professions and to the careers. Uh, it, it even happens more so then. So the institution, the institutional framework uh, starts in, in college and goes all the way up into the upper echelons of, of, of uh, elitist organizations, banks, uh, government, so, so on and so forth. So that, that, that framework is there. Now, the leveled animus uh, toward Catholics in particular um, has been building uh, like a tidal wave for a long time within those institutions. And now we see it manifesting itself uh, on January 6th um, and after January 6th. This is the first time where those people um, don't just get to say, hey, instead of giving you an A in college, I'm going to give you a C on this paper because you've expressed your views. Now it's we're going to uh, we're going to hold you in jail because now we've got you in a position where you really can't help yourself because you because we occupy every meaningful position in the corporate world and in government. And uh, we've been asleep at the wheel for too long. Um, and now, now we are suffering because of it. And, and uh, our country needs to wake up and, and, and we need to wake up now. And uh, the way to resist is of course through prayer. And it is to uh, find alternative means to success in this country. Don't, you know, buy into the Ivy League model. My kids don't need to go to this school. I need to do this, I need to do that. We have to be independent thinkers. We have to be Jesus first, the church first, and, and the trust that God will lead us to success in life. Because we are, if we keep, if we stay on that path and in, in, in that in that institutional construct and framework, then we're, we're playing right into their hand all, all the time. And in terms of how bad is it, it's bad. It's bad enough to, to the point where, um, look, we have American citizens who shouldn't be in jail, who are in jail right now. And, and at any other point in time, for any other reason, they wouldn't be in jail, but they're in jail because they can do it. Um, what comes after this is it can't, it can't possibly be good. Um, 
we see we saw what the Nazis did, we saw what the Soviets did, we know what authoritarian authoritarianism looks like. This is a significant step in that direction. And if we remain asleep at the wheel, um, we're gonna crash and and, and, and the country's not gonna be what it was. And what the end goal is, is for America not to be America anymore. It's for it to be something completely else that no longer resembles what it's been uh, for, 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 for all these years, for hundreds of years now. And, um, you know, people look at the Bible as being a dated book. People look at the Constitution as being a dated document. It's wrong. The Constitution was written by inspired men during times like these, four times like these. The Bible was written by inspired men during times like these, four times like these as well. And uh, if we don't... Um, if we don't implement both of their teachings and live both of their teachings and require that society and our, and our leaders and our elected leaders do the same, then, 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 it, then it's, it, it's finished. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know, you know, I'm going to be hopeful again here. And here's how is that we look back and I keep saying in the last two years because they really abused us with this virus, but, um, and other things, you know, inciting riots in the streets and everything that's gone on. It's just been, it's been brutal. And you want to sit back and go, uh, what the heck, God? You know, why, why are you allowing this? And as I look back now, over these last two years, I look at it as God in his permissive will, let elitists get cocky. You know, and they, they came right out in, in our face, right out in the open and you'll just sit down and shut up. And before we kind of knew there was an elitist class, and you know, uh, you know, as long as they stick to their little cocktail parties over there, they're fine. But no, this thing built up to such a degree that, like, like I say, they they own and operate all the sources of influence now, and now they're abusing us with it. You know, and I, and 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 I think that the last two years is about. God in his permissive will, letting them get like that so that we could see it clearly and understand what it is, okay? And so now, okay, lesson learned. Now what are we going to do about it? And, that, and, the, and here's the other lesson then. It's like I said earlier, we got weak, we got soft. Um, we got, you know, I, I, Doug always hears me say, we've been chopping and golfing. You know, we've been doing our own thing and just letting these elitist, snobby, evil people uh, take control and run our country. And we learned that we can't just go shopping and golfing anymore. We've got to get involved. And you're right, Joe, it starts with prayer. I mean, if, if, there, if there isn't a supernatural base to everything that we're going to do, we're going to get killed. With man, it's impossible. With God, all things are possible. So we've got to call upon God and his supernatural strength, but then he's going to give us missions. And each one of us is going to be called in a different way. And we, <clears throat> we've got to accept those missions. We got to give our fiat. We got, you know, we got to say, sir, yes, sir. Be, behold on the hand, may the Lord may it done be according to my, your will. We've got to do that. And that's what I think God has, has <clears throat> excuse me, God has um, in his permissive will, allowed this so that we could get to that place because we were weak and ready to be taken out. And this is what evil's trying to do right now. Uh, is that anything that you agree with there, Joe? Yes, of course. Of course, Father. The, the, the one thing I'll say is, is, is this. Is, uh, I agree with everything you said. But in my heart, um, you know, I, I, I look at the church and most priests aren't like you. Uh, most priests uh, aren't aren't like you. They don't carry themselves the way you do. They don't talk about spirituality, good versus evil, the way you do. Other 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 priests do. You know, there there is this this idea that it, it, there seems to be a washing away of all things sacred, yeah, secular versus it, the supernatural, right? And if but if you, I mean, look. I, I got to tell you, look, I, I grew up in, 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 in the Vatican, in, in, in a the Novus Ordo church, right? A post right. A Vatican II era church. And um, look, Me I have too. a lot of, yeah, a lot of good things to say about it. But 
Well, you know, when I look at history and I, and I, and I, and I, and I trace back, well, how did this all happen? Uh, you know, and I say, look, you know, Roe versus Wade, breakdown of the family, this and that. Like, how did that happen? Right. And then you just you just go 10 years before that and you see this big change in the church and you see this drop off and, and, and this drop off in membership and people walking away from the faith and, and, and people not guys. How about, not how about priests advising people to let their conscience overrule contraception? Well, right. I did, Father. I mean, what do we do? Like that, that, that it's got to be routed out. It's, it's, it's got to be taken out, hook, line, and sinker, because it's an infection that's killing not only yes. the church; it's killing the world. Yes, it's killing the world, and and, yeah. and 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 I I I do not understand it. I, I it makes me furious, and 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 um, I think God's I, furious too. I feel Just powerless. Like you are right now. What can I do? I'm, you know, I'm, what can I do? Write a letter to the Pope. What can I do? I, I, I feel, I pray. I pray. Exactly. Joe, you know, that's, you, again, what we're going to be working on during Lent. Go, go ahead, Doug. Yeah, I'd like to hear, Joe, from you. What, what you know, everything Father said, and, and this, is, this is a recurring theme that we have in the Grace Verses, the need to respond and cooperate with God's grace in order right. for anything to improve. It could be in a marriage. I've been married over 30 years. If my wife and I don't cooperate with God's grace individually, I can communicate like crazy. Maybe I'm great at communicating, and I'd like to say that I always am in my marriage, but I probably am not at times. But she might be a great communicator. But if both of us don't communicate and both of us don't cooperate and both of us don't pray and both of us don't continue to, to, to you know, call on God's grace, we will not improve the marriage. We will not protect and defend and so forth those attacks against our marriage, against our souls. So... What are you seeing when you, obviously what Father said is, is, is right on the money. We need to be responding to, to the mission that God calls us to. Where you are on the battlefield in what you're involved in and where you are involved in this. I mean, you're from New York. You know, you, you, you've got this, this connection to what's going on in D.C. You see the real dark areas, uh, you know, the, the, the diabolical behavior in these different areas, especially in government and law and so forth. You described civil rights lawyers who were coming in or, um, you know, public defenders who were coming in with their BLM supporting this and this and that. And so they're letting me know already if I'm one of their, their, their customers that, hey, pal, look, if I look into your background and see that you're a faithful Catholic going to church, praying and you're this and that, I'm already on their, their you know what list, right? What do you see when you see people's response to this really heavy, heavy handed chilling effect? It's very much Marxist, very much communist, very much, you know, and it's, it's in the government. It's all over now in the schools, in legal, uh, the legal world. What do you see from the individual people, the average Joe and Jane out there? How are they responding? Do you, do you feel like they're getting fired up like father's talking about, like we're all talking about, or do you feel like people are, are caving into that chilling effect? that is very, very obviously being thrown at us, uh, left and right hook? Good question. Um, I think it's a mix of both. I think most people have caved. Um, if, you, uh, if you are gonna step out now, you gotta be willing to be a martyr, mm. right? And you don't need to die a physical death. You can die a thousand deaths in one week on social media. You've gotta be willing to take a hit but your friends, your family, your finances, your relationships, right? You got to be willing to serve that up. If you're not willing to serve that up, if you're not willing to step out and step into the truth and speak the truth and shine the light into the darkness and say, hey, this is the truth. This is what's going on right now. And it's, it's going to cost you personal convenience. Some people might think you're nuts. Other people might think, oh, you voted for this guy, this, that, whatever it is. You got to be willing to suffer. You got to be willing to suffer at this point because Jesus suffered on the cross we need to suffer on our crosses daily. People in this world don't want to suffer. People in this world, they run from suffering. The moment they need to sacrifice anything, any right. little thing, they run the other way. Right. They don't want anything to do with it. And that is antithetical to practicing meaningful Catholicism and meaningful Christianity and making a meaningful difference in the world. Yeah. But if you're not willing to suffer, look, if you want to go to the gym, and you want to, you, you want your body to look a certain way. You got to be willing to suffer. Right. You can't eat McDonald's. You got to eat this. You can't do this. You got to do that. You got to get up early. Whatever it's going to be, you got to suffer, right? And people don't want to suffer in order to achieve the goal, and um, they're more concerned with, you know, uh, not rattling people or how appearances, how many likes yep. they're going to get, this or, or, or whatever it is. So because of that. 
I think that 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 that, that, that is corresponding to the chilling effect. And um, so, do most do most people cave? Most people cave. Now, as of the past six months, I will say that there's a group of people who are stepping up. Um, they're Christian, they're Catholic, they're Protestant, they've had enough, and they're just saying, okay, enough is enough. Now I'm gonna do whatever I can do in my own in, in, in my own way to, to 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 make a difference. And hopefully um on some level that may be enough for for, for, for God to say, okay, you know, there's enough of them left to to, 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 to redeem the country yep. here. And uh but you know, so it's a complicated question. Most people don't have. Most people are not stepping up. I, I think it's because they just don't love their neighbor enough, or love their country enough, or maybe even love themselves enough. I, I don't know what the answer is, but I know that they're not stepping up. That's for sure. Joey, I'm curious. Just a quick follow up here on this. Uh, in your opinion, from what you see, from your perspective, do you think that elections are going to turn this around? The direction of our country. The, the, I mean, obviously, we know there needs to be divine intervention in the sense of God's got to get into our hearts. We got to let him in. We got to cooperate with grace. But a lot of people, I think, um, are relying on the midterms, for example, or they're saying Trump's going to run again in 2024, maybe, and then we'll get this turned around again. I mean, do you, from your angle, and you, you see in some ways that ways Father and I can't how far things have advanced under the cover of? you know, legal this, DOJ, whatever, and so forth. Do you think elections are going to turn this around? Do we have, a, should we be having a lot of confidence in the elections as the solution, or is it just a piece of it? What's your take on all that? Elections are definitely a meaningful piece of this. We have to elect the right people. Right. I will say that there are multiple members of Congress who I work with on a regular basis, especially members of the Freedom Caucus, who I speak to on a regular basis. They are, they are, they are, they are, faith-filled people. They love Jesus. They love this country very, very much. If any of those people were ever elected, I would feel great uh, about the future of our country. But, you know, I, I also think that, um, I also know that, you know, the country has to go to God. Uh, we have to, we, the, the, the nation needs a, I, I don't know if it's a day of repentance, a month of repentance. You know, we, we have to amend our ways. At some point, um, there is, you know, I mean, how, how many more babies need to be killed before God yeah. says enough is enough? Yeah. How many more needless wars do we need to start before he says enough is enough? How much more of this is he going to take before he says enough right. is enough? So I don't really blame him. I get it. Yeah. But I I, I, I I think elections will help. But I think that we have to pray uh, that stuff in and the only way that we can do that is by really like those who those of us who can pray and fast and contribute in, in our own spiritual way to make yeah. a difference uh, we have to do it because no one else, nobody else is nobody I, I gotta do, do uh, my imitation right now <clears throat> no cross no crown no pain no gain <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that's going oh, off man. what you were talking about about sacrifices, sacri sacrifice, sacrifice, to make holy, right? Yeah. And and uh, we've got to be able to do. We got to be willing to do that. You know, I'm with a group of people right now. We started a little Facebook group, and it blew up. It's you know, thousands of people are in it right now. We, we but what are we doing? We're making sacrifices, and again, we're starting with the physical. So. Part of it is we're do actually doing fasting. I just did a 72-hour fast last week, and I felt great. And mostly, too, because I attached that to some prayers that I, I had for, for people in situations. Um, but we got to learn, you know, that, that – that, and there's a lot of people that, well, gee, you know, I, I get hungry. Well, come on, you know, you got you to gotta sacrifice. And, that, and that's so important. Uh, and, but here's the thing, too is we've got to get connected. And here I'm going to use an image that Doug loves and uses a, a, a lot. We got to become Davids, right, Doug? Mm. David, the, the crowd was doing what we're all doing. Well, I don't know. And he's, they're awful big. And, you know, and, and, and David comes up, as, Dave, as Doug always points out, what are you guys talking about? We got God on our side, right? But, but as Doug does too, sorry to pick on you, Doug. He says he also learned how to be good at throwing the sling. And he, and he was he also trained a, up. 
Yeah. Yep. And he, and he was all trained up. Right. And, uh, it, but he relied on the supernatural power of God. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's a combination, right. Of the supernatural power of God. And plus our training, our willingness to, to do it, uh, precisely, uh, Doug, do you want to fill out what I'm saying there that, you know, we got God on our side, you know, we got to realize that, you know, that, yeah. and, and God always gives the underdog victory. He, he likes to show off that way. We're definitely underdogs right now. And everybody's on the sideline, like, the, like they were with David. Oh, I don't know. The Philistines are pretty big, right? Doug? Yeah. Well, I, I think you got to realize that David had a bit of an attitude in, in a positive way. He had this attitude about, you know, God is my strength and I know that I've trained myself up because he goes to Saul beforehand and says, look, I've killed lions and, and I've killed bears with my own hands when they've come after my yeah, flock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he says, I know I can do this. This, right. this guy's nothing. And so when, when, when uh, Goliath yells at him and says, you know, I'm going to leave your flesh out here for the birds of the air and the animals of the field, he basically, David's response is, I don't think so. I'm going to do that to you, and I'm going to do it to the entire Philistine army. So we know that David didn't go in with some kind of sheepish, woe is me attitude. No, but, but the biggest thing was he had God, that, supernatural power exactly. on his side. He knew. He knew. Yeah. And he basically said, you are not going to mock God's army. You're right. not going to do it. You're not going to do it on my watch. And I think you, you hit a great, you know, I mean, it's a sobering point to hear it coming from you, Joe, because you're in the thick of it, again, in a very unique way that our audience, I'm sure, can appreciate. Because we kind of, we see the bits and pieces in the news about January 6th. You know, we hear that the, you know, the Department of Justice is going after, you know, parents are now, you know, you know, some sort of terrorist, you know, you know, because of uh, standing up at a school board meeting and all these little things that are not so little, this, this, this kind of uh, resume being built up against white Christian men and so forth. All these little things we're hearing, you know, we're the biggest it, threat, it's oh, we're the biggest threat, existential threat, you know, of domestic yeah. terrorism and this and that, and all these things. And you know, that without God's strength, it would, it could cause, you know, me and father to stop with the podcast, you know, because you're putting yourself out there all the time in some way. And you're thinking, what is someone going to come after me now? Because, and I'm thinking of you. I mean, I'm asking the audience right now to be praying for Joseph McBride and pray yes, for please. all the good, holy attorneys that are out there fighting for these people. Because, Joe, I, I, and I like your comment on this. I kind of get the feeling that this isn't the end of the fight, that something else is around the corner. They're going to come after good Christian people in some other way. Because I will say this, and I'd like maybe your thought on this. If you look at the history of communism and Marxism anywhere in the world, I don't know of any story of any country where communism or Marxism took any grip of or hold on, where it didn't lead to some sort of violent persecution, some sort of real scapegoating and some sort of, of you know, line them up and to what degree the violence took form from Cuba to Venezuela to Stalin to North Korea, North Vietnam, anywhere you've gone where communism and Marxism has really had a foothold, it always leads to a very extreme persecution, if not all out, just just off the charts violence. Do you think that's accurate, Joe? Yeah, that's definitely accurate, hundred percent accurate. There's no, there's no, there's no doubt about it, and and I fear that is exactly um, where we're going. If uh, if if we don't if we don't catch a break here, I, I think that we need to storm the heavens. Uh, we need we need to, uh, to beg Jesus for mercy and, and for help. Um, that is uh, that is always uh, the logical conclusion of where this goes. When man is left to his own devices, that that's exactly what he does. Um, man without God is is, is not good, and um, you know uh, we have to rely on rely on our blessed mother you know every day i pray and i say please you know lord send out your ark before me send out your lady and like you know uh when the ark went out and before battle the 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 opposing armies of israel would flee right they would mm -hmm. flee they would run they would run for the hills and every now and now and again when somebody tried to capture the ark they broke out with lesions they broke out with this and they say i don't know what this thing is let's give it back right i can't i can't we can't deal with it and so i say lord you know send send her out and i ask her i beg her i said i said you know um please uh help 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 me go to go to jesus and look at the gospel this week right you know go go to jesus and and please ask him i am you know an unworthy vessel i am 
an unworthy servant. I ask him for things all the time, but I know that he can't deny you. And I know that also when he wasn't ready to act, just like at the wedding feast, you were able to get him to act when he didn't want to, or it wasn't time or whatever it was. We need him to act now. So please, please work, work whatever it is that you can do that I can't do because of, again, if, if you don't do it, I, that's what, that's where we're headed. There's no question about it. And, yeah. and only, mm -hmm. only she, only she can stop him. Uh, only, only Absolutely. she can say, you know, that, that's it. And so what we're doing right now, Joe, is uh, we're with you. We're, mm -hmm. we're accepting the call. And we're training up. That's what I'm saying. So, like I say, uh, you keep your you keep your uh, spiritual practices strong right now, but get physically strong because we don't want people lazy and sluggish. And and I don't want I don't want to fight uh, because then starting March second, Ash Wednesday, we are going into spiritual training, and we're going to get as strong as we can possibly get. Okay, so that we can accept then the calls e easily, you know, but Jesus said, come to me all you are weary and find light burdensome and, and you'll find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden light. Right. Uh, and I was preaching on this the other day and I said, the reason it's easy is because I just absolutely love and adore the Lord. And <laughs> this is awesome. I get to do this sacrifice, right? That that's the place we got to get. That's the place we got to get. And, and, so uh, everybody that's watching, you know, uh, please, please, please pray for Joe and every everybody that like him. If you can contribute, uh, do what you can there. Um, and then please, too, join the United States Grace Force if you haven't yet, because uh, we're training up big time. And we're going to be those Davids, you know, he trained up physically, you know, but, but, he, but he also knew about that supernatural strength that the Philistines did not have. Okay, mm -hmm. all these elitist, snobby commies don't have that. Okay, no, they no. don't have that, and so we, we you know, we're, we're taking this Goliath down. And uh, so, Joe, thank you so much. Uh, our time is up. This is this is. I love this show. This has been fantastic. I hey, hope we can have you on again. Uh, love yeah. you. Definitely want to be back. Before we uh, yeah. let you go, Joe, I'm sorry to cut you off real quick because we'd like to get a last comment from you for the audience. But for the for the um, for the YouTube version, video version, Rumble version, uh, all the information is going to be in the uh, description below uh, where they can go to contribute and support. But where give us for the audio people who are just listening right now the name of the website they can go to if they want to contribute some financial support to help in this cause. So to give to the clients I represent, you can go to my website. It's McBrideLawNYC.com, and there's a J6 tab there. You can just click there. There's a list, and you can give to an individual, or you can give to just our J6 work in general. If you're looking to uh, look past the people whom I represent and maybe get to some of the families or help fund some other people who haven't found representation, Patriot Freedom Project um, is a good place to go to. So it's either McBride Law NYC and or a Patriot Freedom Project. And if it's not too much to ask, I have a young family. Um, you know, uh, my wife at some times, uh, she was, she, I spend a lot of time uh, and we give up a lot to, to, to do this. I'm going to tell you the truth. Uh, I, I'm tired. I'm weary, but I'm going to fight on no matter what, because I believe that uh, I'm living out exactly what God is calling me to do in this moment. But, uh, you know, your prayers and, and, and your faith, uh, it, it edifies and it provides grace in much needed time. So I'm, I'm thankful to both of you here today for, for having me on. And I truly, I look forward to coming back. Yeah, Joel, get awesome. some rest now in Florida. Uh, I'm so jealous. <laughs> and then, but this is a good time too, to just relax and get uh, real yeah. tight with the Lord. Yeah. You know, that divine intimacy, you know, let's, let's all work on that. That's a big thing we'll be doing during Lent ourselves. Mm -hmm. But uh, that's a good time just to, just to spend time talking in, in, with our Lord. So, uh, we'll pray for you, Joe, and thanks for everything. God amen. love you. Thank All right, much, let's man. end with a prayer. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and enkindle in them the fire of your love. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. amen. Thank you, God Joe. I love you, Joe. This was great. Thank you so much. You guys, it was a pleasure. I look forward to it next time. Thank you.